so welcome back to actually adultish my name is christina and i am your host i am a holistic health coach and i am the creator of the blog addicted to lovely i'm so excited to be talking to you again today because i have a few really exciting guests like really exciting but first i just want to remind you that if you want to support the show make sure you shop through the amazon link that's in the show notes and on the website actuallyadultish.com it doesn't cost you any money it just helps support the show so i can continue to put free content out there each week you can also become a patron of the show at patreon.com actuallyadultish and you can pledge any amount of money you want each month to also help support the production costs of this show because i'm a one woman show okay i do it all myself <laughs> but seriously you can literally just pledge a dollar if you want I would love you no matter what you do. You're the best. So those are ways you can show your support. You can also show your support by going to iTunes and leaving a rating and a review. And also just by telling all of your family and friends how awesome Actually Adultish is and that you love it and that they should listen to it because then they will and it'll be great. So yeah. I honestly don't even know how to introduce today's guest because I'm just so pumped about it pun intended you'll get it in a second i have the hosts of mind pump which is a podcast mind pump media and it's one of my favorite podcasts and has been for quite some time it's hosted by three amazing guys sal adam and justin today i have sal and adam on the show justin couldn't make it but they were in la and they came to my apartment and I baked them keto cookies and we just had a great time. It was awesome to meet them in person. You know how weird it is to meet people in person when you've just been listening to their voices for so long? Like I could, it was just so weird to be looking at faces while I was hearing their voices. You probably know after listening to just my voice for a while, but it was so much fun. And if you're not familiar with Mind Pump, First of all, you have to listen to it, but basically they pump out episodes constantly and it's all about health and fitness and just a huge variety of topics and they're really down earth and relatable like normal guys. It's like bro talk, but they're so smart and they know their shit and they're honestly some of the smartest people in this space and I just love how they basically discuss all these health lies and rumors and they talk about like the truth when it comes to fitness and health and they get a lot of experts on their show really interesting people who have a lot of knowledge and if you are somebody who likes truth and scientific information but also just wants to have a good time and listen to interesting conversation you need to listen to mind pump it's amazing i first found their podcast because they were on Ben Greenfield's podcast and then I just binge listened and they also had my professor on their podcast Andrew Hill was my professor while I was taking his class he was on their show it was really weird and they're from San Jose and I'm from the Bay Area too so just all these connections they also have a bunch of different fitness programs for sale on their website mindputmedia.com 
and they have different programs for different fitness goals. And we talk about the programs during this episode and they're called the MAPS program. So they have ones with different names. So MAPS Prime, MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, MAPS Anywhere, all of these different MAPS programs. So when we talk about the MAPS programs in the episode, just so you know, those are their fitness programs that you can get on their website. They've worked in the fitness industry for a long time. They have a ton of experience as personal trainers, club managers, fitness competitors, and they're just, they just have so much knowledge and you need to listen to what they have to say, like so much knowledge. And I love that they're also not afraid to evolve as new information comes out and share that and they just keep things really relatable and understandable and they make information easy to digest which I think is really important and basically every time I listen to them I think oh my god I need you on my show because I need my listeners to hear exactly what you just said because I agree with basically everything you say and I like people that I agree with (laughs) don't we all no but seriously it was so fun having them here and also just it was just hilarious because I have these two fitness men eating my keto cookies which they loved I'm going to post that recipe oh I should post that soon anyways I was basically on a high after this conversation because it got me so pumped up and like I just know you guys are gonna love it so before I get into that though just want to talk to you really quickly about Cassandrinos as you guys know I'm obsessed with their olive oil Most olive oil at the grocery store is cut with unhealthy inflammatory oils. So, sorry, you can't really trust a lot of those olive oils. I like to get mine from Cassandrinos, their website, cassandrinos.com, because I know I can trust it. They're a family-owned business. They are incredible. They import their extra virgin olive oil directly from where their family farms their olives in Greece. They only use olives that are of top quality and freshness, and they don't use any heat or chemicals in the pressing process. It's cold pressed because the heat and chemicals destroys the nutrients, but olive oil is an excellent source of healthy fats, and I highly recommend making sure that you're consuming an olive oil that you can definitely trust, and that's why I use Cassandrinos. So you can use the code Addicted to Lovely or the code Actually Adultish to get 10% off your order. Buy it in bulk, get travel bottles, bring it with you everywhere, drink it like water. If you're weird like me, it's fantastic. Your cells need healthy fats in order to survive and function. So get them in your diet, okay? Go to castandrinos.com, use code actuallyadultish, 10% off, you're good. All right, now it's time to get to the conversation with Adam and Sal. They're amazing, you're gonna love them. I didn't even intro them when we were talking, like I didn't do an introduction because I needed, I couldn't waste a single second. I just needed information out of them. They have so much information. And I probably kept them here way too long anyway. Sorry, but not sorry. I could have talked to them for 500 hours. So we're just going to hop right into it. This is our conversation. This is Adam and Sal. Now you know who they are and hope you guys enjoy it. 
Okay. Hello. <laughs> How are you? We're good. Excellent. We're here eating cookies. <laughs> yes, yeah. lots yeah. of cookies. Wait, you have to tell my podcast what you think of my cookies. They're they're so, fantastic. Would you call them again? What are they called? I haven't decided. I think I'm gonna call them cashew butter cacao cookies. Oh, we're naming them. Do you want to name them? I do want to name them. I think these are mind pump cookies. I feel like we should be entitled yeah. to something. I feel like these are mind pump. I will totally like name them mind like, pump cookies. Yeah. Mind pump, mind pump cookies. Yeah. Mind pump uh, keto cookies. Mind yeah. pump keto cookies. Yeah, because they're keto, right? Yeah, it's yeah, a mouthful. So. Are you guys currently in keto? We're not. Uh, no, I go keto-ish, but... I feel like um, that's like, it sounded so, like, early. Are you, are you Christian? <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you right now? Yeah. Uh, I go keto every once in a while, and then sometimes... No, I'm, I'm keto-ish, so I tend to eat that way just because it works uh, mainly for gut health for yeah. me. Um, but I do go out of it to promote metabolic flexibility. Yeah. And I also notice if I stay in keto too long, I start to notice almost, like, muscle wasting from yeah. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I don't think anybody should... Okay, we're not even going to get into this because I could talk about that for like five hours. Yeah, go wherever you want to go. That yeah. episode with um, Mercola yeah, that was, was great. so good. Right. Wasn't it great? Yeah, yeah, that was really good. I think that's probably how most of us eat already naturally, right? After we all experienced uh, you know, ketogenic diet, which we all had takeaways, we all uh, appreciated some of the benefits, like the inflammatory benefits, skin, hair, sleep, like all that stuff I noticed when I went ketogenic. The things I didn't like was I found myself eating a lot of the same foods and that to me like okay I, we talk about food rotation all the time and when you when you pigeonhole yourself into this i can only have uh fat i can't have any of these carbohydrates it really limits your food we don't have a lot of options so uh i think that coming in and out of it is ideal teaching yeah. your, your body to have metabolic flexibility i think and from it uh, from an evolutionary standpoint i mean humans likely went keto when they had to and then went vegan mm -hmm. when it was the opportunity was there and our bodies seem to operate best with that with variety, and it also we know now from a scientific standpoint that it promotes um, you know a diverse gut flora. If you just always eat keto, you will have a particular fingerprint, if you will, of gut flora that stays that way, and the mm -hmm. diversity actually starts to decline. Same thing if you just eat you know vegan or you just eat a particular way, but once you add uh, some of that variety, you get a nice diverse mix of gut flora, which has now been strongly correlated with uh, positive health, positive mental health. Yeah. Um, just good things all the way around. Yeah. But there's also a lot of people who are doing keto kind of wrong, in my opinion. Like... Well, it's trendy now. Yeah. It's trendy. Yeah. It's Anytime cool it becomes trendy. I mean, this is, we talked about it over two years ago and we said, watch what we're going to see happen well before the supplements all started coming out. It's the same, tr it's the same trend uh, as almost any other fitness fad that's came through is... We take a little bit of science. We take some good information that 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 I think is beneficial for people to know and understand that you know, health, fat is healthy for you. Mm -hmm. We've been demonizing it for so many years, so I think that part of the message was great. But then we take that little bit of information. We like to put ourselves in these little boxes, and then we run with it, and we become very cult-like or religious. Like, it becomes dogmatic, where mm -hmm. it's like, oh, are you keto? Are you not? Oh man, I mean, the things you do not talk about. What do they say when you meet like your girlfriend's relatives? Like, don't talk about politics, politics and religion, religion, and, and, and don't talk about nutrition. That's right. yeah. Like, you bring up diet, and it's like a cult. You know? Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. and also, I mean, a lot of, I mean, in my space, a lot of women are using it just to, as an excuse not to eat. Right, oh, wow. right. Do you, do you see that? I do. Uh -huh. And, uh, it, you know, when you approach nutrition that way, there's a lot, you can find a lot of reasons to excuse not eating or undernourishing yourself or not feeding yourself. What a lot of people don't realize, and especially young women, because I've worked with a lot of female clients, um, female competitors now more recently, is that when you go down that path, um, you're, you have, we, we have what's called metabolic adaptation, and the body actually slows down to accommodate. So 
if I'm a you know 150 pound female and I'm eating 1,200 calories to lose weight and it starts to work and I lose weight, my body figures it out and it slows itself down. This is this is fact, by the way. This is fact. This is science. To, to the point where now I'm eating 1,200 calories, and if I eat anything over that, now I'm going to balloon up. So I want to lose more. Now I go down to 1,000. Then you've got girls going down to six, you know, 700 calories. And before you know, you're operating on such tiny amounts of calories, and your body isn't budging. And it's that whole, uh, it's just approaching things incorrectly. When if they knew that they could literally speed their metabolism up by asking it to adapt differently, um, it can make things so much easier. Well, I built an online business just based off of fixing these people. I didn't even realize what an epidemic it was until I got into competing. When I got into competing and I started talking to all these competitors, basically, because before that I had no desire. I was not somebody who followed bodybuilding or any of that. I did it to promote myself, to promote the business, and to kind of catapult into what later became Mind Pump. And so when I was backstage with a lot of these competitors, I'd be talking to them about nutrition and exercise, and they were so ass backwards. Like it, the information they've been being told is so bad. And I thought to myself, wow, this is crazy. But then I thought, okay, well, maybe it's because these are amateurs, and maybe when you get to the professional level, like then they're, they're yeah. going to understand the science better, right? Well, no. it, you know, six months later, <laughs> you know, I, had, I went pro, and, and here I am backstage with all the pros again, asking similar questions and kind of getting a feel of like all the territory and all these different athletes. And now at the professional level, you're talking about, you know, when you walk down the Safeway aisle and you look at, uh, the magazines, like these are all my peers. These are I've w- worked out or hung out with most of these guys and girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where they get these these uh, covers of magazines. So they go, go to those shows. They look at the pros, the best ones, the first, second, third place winners. They take them and they offer them contracts for cover of magazines. Well, these are the people that everyone's aspiring to be like. They got millions of followers on Instagram, and fuck the information they're given is awful, and yeah. they don't know. They don't have any information that it's passed down bro science that's <laughs> doing more damage than harm. I saw more eating disorders in the competitive world than I did in my previous 10 years coaching thousands of people. So I've dealt with all different types of eating disorders and clients trying to gain weight, lose weight, maintain healthy. doesn't matter. I've done it all. And I've never seen as much issues with food and their relationship with themselves as I saw in the competitive world. Mm -hmm. And this is who everyone's aspiring to be like. It's Mm -hmm. like everyone's Instagram model that's got a million followers. Like if they only knew how poor her relationship is with exercise herself. Oh, and, and how, how badly yeah. damaged her metabolism is. Yeah, and I think that's what people don't realize because you think <clears> that, <throat> like, is that, that's what happened to me. Like, I was just, I knew nothing about health or working out, and when I was trying to, like, get into shape a few years ago, I just went on the internet, and they say, oh, follow this. I went to bodybuilding.com. Mm-hmm. I follow this split and eat this way, and I destroyed myself. And I know a lot of other girls do the same way because they don't know where to look, like, for good information. You know, this I think what inspired mind pump. it's what inspired our show. I mean, we've been in the industry for, you know, I've been in it for 20 years mm-hmm. and I've worked with lots of people and I was down that path as well. I mean, I know people think I'm a guy, so maybe I didn't experience those things, but I had horrible body image issues. It's what motivated me to start working out when I first started working out at the age of, you know, 13 years old. And I did terrible things to my body and I damaged my body. And, and now I'm having to play catch up to try and, you know, uh, recover from all that. But, you know, when you work with people, it's, it's interesting what people need to realize, especially you know, young girls, and I'm, I'm saying that because I'm addressing your audience, is if they chase health, they're going to get all those aesthetic goals that, mm-hmm. they, that they want. So if they, they want to look a certain as way. As a byproduct. As a byproduct. I mean, it sucks because and it reminds me of like, God, how do I? It's like meditation. Like, you can't go meditate real hard. You know what I mean? I can't go to this, like, I'm going to meditate like the fuck out of this. Mm-hmm. I'm, it doesn't work that way. Well, trying to look a particular way long term and get those real results you can't necessarily chase that 
if you chase health and you look at optimizing your body through health, the side effect of it is you look phenomenal and nothing looks better than than optimal health. Like yeah. nothing looks more vibrant and more fit and more tone and more awesome than health and it's it's easy to maintain when you do it that way yeah well i agree with that completely but there's also and that's a that's one thing but there's also a huge group of people who are trying to achieve health but the information they like where do i get health information and then what they think is health information Mm -hmm. is dieting information well this is and this goes back into you know what inspired mind pump is we were a part of that i mean the reason why we're so passionate about what we do is because we played a role in that we Mm -hmm. uh were a part of the largest fitness chain in the world when it was growing and at its peak and the best at marketing and so we saw firsthand what it was like and what we were doing. And what we were doing is we're marketing to your insecurities. Yeah, We know that you have body image issues and instead of addressing them and helping you with a better relationship with yourself, we're gonna market to that. We're uh-huh. gonna make you feel more inferior and that you need this or you need me or you need this program or you need this pill or you need this to get you there and I have the answer for you. Yeah. Damn well I know what I'm doing and what I'm doing is I know I'm feeding right into that but I know it's gonna turn into a cell because that's your hot button. Yeah. So that's what we were taught to do for so long and that's why we're so passionate about what we talk about when we get on mind pump is because fuck we did it you know mm-hmm. we were a part we were a part of it and i think part of us feels like we owe it back to uh people our listeners and as many people that we can touch is to share that it's like we want to be a place that you can come through and, and it be a trusted source only none of us will ever claim that we're the smartest one or there's somebody who doesn't know more about yeah. the body or an area and fit health and fitness well, we help we hope to be a maven where we can connect people to people who are giving the right information they might not be as cool but they're giving good information i think they're cool <laughs> hopefully we'll provide of course because you are uh, but hopefully we you know we can we can introduce these people to people yeah. and they can hear you know the right information I'll, I'll give you an actionable item here's here's what here's something you can do if you're listening right now and you're like oh what do i do for exercise like what's the best thing i can do i'll tell you what right mm-hmm. now the if you had to pick the best thing you could possibly do for your body in terms of overall mobility health movement tone you know, tightness, leanness, sculpting, all that stuff, lift weights. Nothing is more effective than lifting weights. And now how do you lift weights? Go to the gym about two, three days a week. Focus on getting stronger on compound lifts like your bench press, your squat, your deadlift, you know, the lifts that, you know, that people say only guys are supposed to do whatever. Do those things and watch what happens to your body. It Mm -hmm. will adapt in a way to where it feels like it you can burn lots well, of calories. Well, and treat them like a skill, too. I think we, right. we overcomplicate something like that. Those those five Practice major, them. Yeah, get good at an overhead press, get good at a squat, get good at a deadlift. And sometimes, like I, I teach clients when they're first starting that, you know, you might spend the whole hour just working on your form on your deadlift. Like you're going to get great. It's going to be a great workout. Mm-hmm. Like just working on deadlift form for one hour on the mechanics of it and perfecting it and performing it and getting those repetitions out. I'll tell you what, you'll walk out of there and get an incredible total body workout because that's what's great about those movements. And those movements were for, have been forgotten because Again, back to the marketing thing. They're not sexy. They're hard work. It's mm-hmm. hard to learn how to squat. It's hard. To it's learn hard how- work in the sense that it takes skill. Yeah, right? you got to practice. Yeah, that. you're probably not going to be great at it. the first time you get under a barbell squat. Who has a beautiful squat? Very rarely ever do you see that. Yeah. Most yeah. beginners, in fact, I wouldn't even put them under a bar. You know what I mean? I won't even have them squat with just the 45 pound bar. I'll mm-hmm. have them squat body weight. Learn like how to PVC connect to the movement. Yeah, learn how to connect to the movement. Learn how to fire the muscles the right way. Mm-hmm. Get better at it, and slowly, gradually move them to a barbell squat with weight on it and 
it just it fires up your metabolism. It's great when you have you know it's, it's, I love it when I have a 120 pound female who is eating 2,000 calories a day, and if she eats any less than that, she loses weight. So she needs to keep eating 2,000 calories. Like that's a great that's a great position to be in where you can eat all this food, lift, feel strong, move well. Um, that's where you want to be. Part of getting there too. We just had this. We were, took an Uber over here, and uh, you know this always happens to us when we get an Uber. It's like eventually they find out what we do, and then they, they want they have a question, just yeah. like an audience member, right? Like, what's the best exercise for yeah. this? Or what's the best way to do this? You know, it's it's funny. Like he he was asking about was it hit. Yeah, so what do you guys think of high-intensity training? Right, and you I know... I want to talk about that with you. Right, <laughs> so, you know, and, and it, that's a real hard thing for us to do in a seven-minute... Yeah, you you're know, like, oh, seven shit, minute, like, yeah, how do I How do I give this guy... And I think the, the bit of information that I left him with was, listen, this is... Your goal is to do as little as possible to elicit the most amount of change. And the reason why that is, is this... And the reason why I like to give that, because I feel like right now we're in this era of beast mode, no days off, kill it, like... There's these hashtags that are going around all over the place, and that's like the 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 mentality is you know the the harder you work, the more success you'll have in the yeah. gym, and that's not fucking true. That's not how. It, that's actually not how it works at all. And in fact, you would want to get away with doing as little as possible to get the most amount of change. That is how you're going to sustain this long term. And so, explaining to them how the body works as far as adaptation that. You know, whatever it is you decide to do, if you're a listener and you're just getting started, like whatever you weren't doing last week is already way more this week, right? So if you just, if you didn't do a walk for one hour, mm -hmm. like doing that two or three times a week is already better than what you were and last And your body week. will change. And your yeah. body will start to change. It'll start to adapt. Then after that, then maybe you start adding these, okay, I'm going to check. I heard the mind pump guys talking about lifting weights. I've never done that before. I'm going to go do it. Just do it one day. Yeah. One day, go do a full body routine. Go do those movements that we're talking about. See how good you're at them and then address the ones that you have a challenge with and work at them and work at them once or twice a week and then build upon that. Like that way, this is a marathon, not a sprint. And, you know, when I look at people that are coming out the gates with the, you know, 30 day shred program or hit program and they're all marketing to your insecurities. They're yeah. marketing to this is the fastest way to get here. Well, the fastest way is Fucks you up. Yeah, it's rarely ever the best <laughs> yeah. way. And it's not even the most effective way. Like the fastest way doesn't even get you there the fastest right, many times. That's yeah. what's really fun. You end up crashing and burning. You know how many you know how many people I meet your age, you're 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 very young, your generation, who come to me and uh, have said like in their own words that they destroyed themselves, that mm -hmm. they're I've got young girls telling me that they're not getting their period anymore, that their hormones feel off. Uh, you know, I've got guys coming to me who go get tested and their testosterone, you know, 22, you know, 22, 23, 24 year old men whose testosterone levels are like a, you know, like a 75 year old man yeah. because they, they damage themselves with, you know, improper nutrition and exercise. They overdid it and they underfed themselves and they cause all these problems. And then we got to kind of back out of that. Uh, it's a difficult position to be in. And, you know, I really, your, your generation is, uh, it, you have some awesome blessings, but there's also some difficulties like social media. I mean, I didn't have to, I didn't have to really deal with that too much when I was 22 years old, but now, you know, they've, con they've positively connected the amount of time you spend on Instagram flipping through pictures to depression, 
to I anxiety. I just wrote an article for a magazine about that. Did like you really? A, yeah, about all the stats. And it's just great, like, great book to read. Uh, Irresistible. I'm almost finished with that right now, and it, it dives into this. Mm-hmm. And like, what's scary is that we don't have more than what ten years Facebook's been around for. Yeah. So we're we're just starting to put these stats together, and we don't know what the long term effects. But this book starts to tie well, some serious parallels with other addictions that we've had that are it's interesting. pretty scary when you think about like heroin and the, when you hear yeah. words like that and when you someone says that okay well this could be as bad as that when you look at well, what, think what about it's doing this way. on like, a psychological level yeah, yeah and it, uh, I don't know if you guys knew this as well I actually posted this in our forum uh uh, suicide rates among kids is at an all-time high over the last since over the last 40 or 50 years since they started tracking it I think you know my guess is social media has something to play with it but you know, when you're flipping through those pictures, I mean, think about how it makes you feel to flip through these photoshopped, you know, faked out, you know, pictures. Most of them, the people don't really look like that. I know I've met many of these yeah. fitness personalities um, or they look for it. They look like that at that particular moment because they did all this crazy stuff to look like that. And then afterwards, they look very different. But nonetheless, you're flipping through and you can't help but compare yourself to people in the perfect lighting, the right position. You know, Photoshop, and it just starts to make you feel. They did. Really te- terrible they talked about the tests in this book. They did these tests. It was really fascinating. Where they would, uh, they had control groups that would open up their Instagram or Facebook, and they would get they would get this rush of likes. So they would hold back all the Instagram likes. So let's say you normally they open, do that. Yeah, the, right. the algorithm. Right. That's how it works. Yeah. And you, and then you get these you get these what do you rush, mean? This so, rush of dopamine. So okay, yeah. so for example, like sometimes okay, uh, we all know because we've all opened our Instagrams a bajillion times already. So there's normally a, a certain amount of likes that you have when you open up yours. Let's just say for hypothetical reasons, when Sal opens up his Instagram, typically he can always see t- twenty to fifty likes. Oh, that someone liked my photo. Right. Yeah. But then what they did the way they ran this test is they did that, and then you open it, you had four hundred. What does that automatically do to you? That's such a huge number you would probably say damn adam something's going on right, <laughs> right you right, respond right, to me and it right. gives you this huge rush then they've done the flip of that where they restrict it where you would think that you would probably get a you begin you just did a post on a picture so nobody, they don't necessarily no, show you the likes in real time right yeah they, oh they those motherfuckers yeah, i know i know so they're really yeah. so they give you it in spurts so you get these you get these spikes and ever since i learned about that i pay attention and i notice on my own pictures like i'll have like it'll be a picture that i know i'm gonna get like a thousand likes on and i'll get like a hundred and then a day later I have like two thousand and I'm like okay that didn't just all come right now wow yeah. I did not know that yes. that's yeah. bad I want to experiment with that I'm gonna like like your picture and see how, how quick it yeah, turns it's, up or it's whatever super fast I mean they already did like I said they did controls on this and, and what they were connecting though is like and how depressed well, they know. You, how depressed you feel when you're expecting mm-hmm. these likes when you're hoping for this it's attention. withdrawal yes yeah. it's withdrawal because you're not getting that's the dopamine they, and, they, and it's actually they, they're showing the, the parallels they showed were stronger than some of the same withdrawals that you're having from these hardcore drugs wow so what's going on in the brain is very and it's not nearly as fun as drugs yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> what and a so, waste right <laughs> and, and so the, why that is is though is because of this right so if you've ever met somebody who's addicted to pills or addicted to heroin or addicted to like a heavy drug i don't know i mean really addicted the signs are obvious you can Mm -hmm. see it in their face you can see it in their skin you can see the way they talk everything the scary part about this addiction is nobody sees it and in fact we encourage it right it looks normal it's normal it's part of business oh i'm on my instagram oh don't worry i'm walking taking my selfie oh like people places like china we're gonna make a separate lane just so you can actually walk and talk on your phone (laughs) like like, that's for real like so that's crazy we're we're feeding into this addiction imagine if what we know about addiction with heroin or something like that what if that was the norm Hmm. and like what would be going on so that's what that's what i find very fascinating we go tonight we have uh, a panel that we're sitting on where 
these guys, and it's going to be interesting to hear how set what position Sal and I take tonight because I think they think they're bringing us to talk to agree with them to agree with them on oh, which, when you're going to shit on us. Well, <laughs> we might we might do that. It's what I do know. We tend to do that. They're, yeah. they're a company that's developing a really cool wearable tool that mm-hmm. uh, it has something to do with the brain activity. And, yeah, you know, we, I don't like, even know if we can say too much about it, but uh, it has to do with the vestibular part of the brain, and it, it can. Through stimulating that, it'll reduce appetite, so you're not going to eat as much or whatever. Yeah, I see, I see you rolling your eyes. That's exactly the thing that I felt when I was reading about it. And I was like, huh. So it's How's this going to work? Because we're yeah. all friends, they all know us, and they know we're health fitness guys. I think they think that we're going to come there, cover it, and on all positive. Where, I mean, it's to me, I think. It may be a positive. Yeah, it could I, be. I don't know. It could I be, and I'll go there with an open mind, but it's. Mm-hmm. I find it fascinating. I just happen to be in the middle of a book like this, and this is fresh in my mind, and I'm going yeah. to this meeting. So we'll see what it looks like. But I, that's to me, I think something that uh, I worry about, and that makes our what we all do here so much more challenging because yeah. you're fighting against all this. Like, as much as I like to think that Mind Pump is making an impact in the industry, are we really? Because as fast as it, you know, it took me X amount to get to you know a million plus downloads a month with the people listening to us. But then I got this Instagram star who just last year I saw him at like ten thousand. Now he's at one point something million. It's yeah, like, you're shit. fighting against these right. people. Right. It's a, a who's who's winning the battle? Am I really? Mm-hmm. I, th- I yeah. feel like I am because I'm in the fight. But then, man, am I am I really? Am I really making an impact? Or is there more people getting more eating disorders and going down the wrong path? Yeah. Because we're just not there yeah. yet. You know. Well, and it's also about reaching different audiences. Like, I think so. For example, I'm heavily in the food blogging space, and I'll tell you, people are getting eating disorders and exercise addiction because not because they're comparing themselves to pictures of other girls because they're not even looking at pictures of other girls. They're just looking at pictures of these girls' food and then these girls post their workout routines. They don't even know what this person looks like. They're just comparing oh, wow. what I, I meant to show you. I, I always screenshot these things that I see that are just ridiculous. But like this is tip every you scroll through your Instagram stories and it's like workout today. First ran 20 miles, then did an hour and a half of weights. And, like, it's just this ridiculous thing. Every day it's like, oh, workout number three of the day. Like, this is what these girls are posting. I wonder how honest they are, too. Well, let's be honest. We met somebody who was uh, a male friend of ours that we interviewed way back when. And, uh, I mean, he claims to do 50 sets of exercise and sets. Yeah. and when we a lot of that know, might be blown well, out because you can't maintain that that'll yeah. that'll that'll, that'll well, damage you so, so bad. what a lot of people do and this feeds into that whole beast mode mentality is if i write a workout like that which is another challenge that we have if i write a workout on my instagram that's just hard as fuck mm-hmm. it's crazy i will get more people responding like oh shit bro i try to do that it killed me crushed me and i'll get all this feedback if i write like a like what i really do mm-hmm. and a routine like people no comments nothing it's no big deal yeah it's not a big deal it's not interesting it's not exciting it's not message me and say wow i don't that was a great workout i just did i won't get any feedback mm-hmm. but if i do something crazy and i put it on there you get all this crazy mm-hmm. feedback and attention so yeah. are girls competing like for who has the crazier workout i think it's not really competing i just think everybody everybody's just overtraining. Yeah. and mm-hmm. this is what scares me okay so basically what this has turned into is whoever has the most followers is somehow an authority figure like so basically (laughs) somebody posts pretty pretty food and then they have 200,000 followers and now they're a health and fitness expert right so but they don't know anything besides how to cut avocado and put it into a rose shape right so (laughs) these people are like what's your workout routine so then this person starts posting their workout their workout routine but they know nothing about fitness and they're the person who's posting about 
this person also usually pretty much everybody who's a food blogger has had an eating disorder hmm. like i'm just gonna like it's true wow. if, if they don't currently have one they've ha- struggled with one and it's something that everybody acknowledges well it makes sense when you think about if you are naturally drawn to take pictures of mm-hmm. food and be into food and de- well, not only that but i, mean, I feel like it must be for some people it might be cathartic right to write about food especially if you're recovering maybe from mm-hmm. some you know some yeah. food issue yeah and yeah. so these people are the experts right and then these people because they've had usually they've had exercise addiction um eating disorder they say oh i i overcame this exercise addiction i used to overtrain i don't anymore i used to undereat. i don't anymore and now this is my life and then they post these routines and they're still overtraining, still under eating mm. oh, so wow. these girls who are coming to them for health advice think oh this is not overtraining and this is eating enough do you get what I'm saying? Sure. Absolutely. It's it's, um, it's exact, the exact same thing is what you see in bikini and men's mm-hmm. physique and bodybuilding. It's the exact same thing. You have these guys and girls who win a show because a coach got them in shape and they starved themselves and trained super hard. Now, all of a sudden, they become an authority. And they, not only are they giving this, these people are making big money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know people that are, are making seven figures selling programs and diets that don't know shit about mm-hmm. health and fitness. They really don't, but they know how to get themselves in shape, mm-hmm. which by the way, the way they got there is not long-term. Let's check in with all those people in 10 years. Our most popular program, uh, the one that we sell the most, the, the one that most people, especially when they first get started, really get the best results is MAPS Anabolic. And it has people in the gym two days a week or three days a week if you're more advanced. That's mm-hmm. it. Uh, but you're doing things right. It's expert programming. And people get phenomenal results. That's really well. When we teach things not too, like that, not going to failure. Like yep. that's something that, yeah, you know, training the body to failure. And what's what's well, tough. you might need to explain that, like well, so people yeah. know what that means. So, and, and well, let me first explain too, because I guarantee there's somebody who's listening who goes like, "Well, I've seen a study," because there are studies. There's studies <laughs> out there to prove there are studies that coconut oil is really bad. I, right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you know, the when someone puts together a study like that, people need to one understand how to read a study, and then understand that there's there's so much more to the body than just this one little piece that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, it's it's crazy how bad yeah. it is. It's everywhere. Yeah. So you know, as far as trained failure is concerned, uh, trained failure is when you lift a weight or you do an exercise until absolute fatigue. So like, mm-hmm. an example, if I'm doing curls. And I did like the 10th rep is the last, absolute last rep, and I can't move it anymore. That's where I end my set. Um, you don't succeed or you don't progress as quickly when you constantly hit failure. So in reality, too much intensity is not good for the body, and it, you actually progress slower. You build muscle slower. You build. You fry your central you, you nervous fry your central system. nervous system. What you want to do is stop about two, maybe three reps short of that. So if the 10th rep was my absolute max, and it takes a little bit of practice to get to know where that is. Then I'll stop at rep like six or seven. I'll rest and I'll repeat it. And the body just progresses. There was this, there was a minute where German volume training had a, it was a hot thing on Instagram. Uh, well, so there, now there's some validity to that for a guy who's training for like, that's a power lifter. Like those guys now, and that's another thing too, is understanding that some of the best programming, some of the best stuff that's out there is specific to a type of person. Yeah. People are trying to do like programs for bodybuild, And I'm like, it's not a normal person. <laughs> yeah. That's a season. And and that's really what you what people, <laughs> Not only is it a season, a job. But, but let's look at most bodybuilders are genetic freaks mm-hmm. and are on anabolic steroids. Those two things alone make a big difference yeah. in terms of how the body can rest and recover and, and repair and handle 
uh, this type of workload. Most of them that look the way they, they do it, despite how their, oh. their actual training, they're in, and their they're in shape. It, they're in shape yeah. as an as an accident almost because of all so much bad shit that they do. Most of them, like when I look, at, it reminds me, and I'm sure uh, your your listeners can relate to this. Everybody has that one friend or that person they know that never even lifted weights, and she's got great arms, or she's she gets to eat Taco Bell three days three days out of the week and mm-hmm. still looks great. Like some people just respond well and are genetically gifted, and when those people put some hard work in, when it comes to the weights and kind of balancing their food out a little bit they respond very well yeah. and then you throw in anabolics in there and it's like okay well they get away with a lot and for everybody else the rest of us the other 80 percent of us plus don't respond that way and it takes more work it takes more discipline oh. and it takes more strategy as far as your approach and i think if we just need to learn because we're on this far if we're so far on this side of the extreme things of the beast mode and the intensity thing yeah. like that you're really better off going on the other side to where it's like, I probably could have done one more set today, but I didn't because I wanted to make sure I didn't overdo it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you leave. That's you where you should err. Yeah. You should, you should be should, on that you side. You should err more on like, oh, it wasn't quite enough. Next time yeah. I'll do a little bit more, you know, versus hammering and then going like, oh, fuck, I overdid it a little bit. Yeah. Because like, really when we, you know, another thing we chase is this, to be sore and crippled enough to where people post about it post leg day and they like brag yeah. about it. Like that's a big thing. It's like, great job, idiot. You just <laughs> hammered yourself so hard. You did more damage than your, your body can put, potentially recover yeah. from and to build and adapt. Like all you do is you get stuck in the recovery trap. The body's constantly trying to prioritize repairing and rebuilding over adaptation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which you, which, which means you just get sore rest and recover go to the gym get sore rest and recover in the meantime no progress the body's not progressing you're just breaking down repairing breaking down repairing with adaptation there's another step that we're missing which is there's that repair process which is important of course if you don't repair you're never gonna you'll, you'll hurt yourself but there's also adaptation and adaptation is where your body actually seeks to change get stronger to sculpt to build to and burn give the body analogy fat. with tanning i feel like when you give that analogy most people can get what that <clears throat> means not a lot of people understand what adaptation and how so the body adapts to things the body is an adaptation machine and in the way it adapts to resistance training or exercise is very similar to the way it adapts to anything so if we use the skin uh, as an example when you go out in the sun and you expose yourself to sunlight your skin attempts to adapt by becoming darker this allows you to tolerate more sunlight next time so next time you'd go out and expose yourself to more sunlight and get even darker now if you've been indoors for five years and have had no sunlight it's going to take very little sun exposure to elicit some change and if you go beyond that what ends up happening sunburn Mm -hmm. and a sunburn doesn't get you a tan any faster it just burns you and then you got to make sure you wait for that sunburn to go away before you can go out and get some more sun exposure so same analogy with exercise you expose yourself to that stress, give it the right amount of stress, get the body to change, adapt, and then you go apply it again. You should feel awesome after a workout. You should feel energized after a workout. You should not feel like I'm exhausted, tired, I need to sit down, I need to take a break or I can't walk or you know, tomorrow I'm just gonna stay home all day long because I worked out so hard. That's That means you had an ineffective workout. That was a workout that's not gonna make you progress. I'm glad you said that because I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. So you guys just gave an example of like, you said like two to three days a week of weightlifting, right? Yeah. Somebody's gonna listen to that and they're gonna go, okay, fine. They're gonna go to the gym and they're gonna go, I'm only here three days a week, so no. I'm gonna spend three hours here right no. now. This is what my, this is what people are gonna, I'm serious. Like this mm-hmm. is why I'm like every single thing we have to qualify, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, you know, like people are literally just gonna go and work out for three hours, you know? You can't, you can't. <laughs> You're looking at probably, honest to God, I mean, 
good exercise programming depends on the person. Okay, it depends on the individual. Mm-hmm. But with weights, thirty minutes to sixty minutes. Mm-hmm. That's about it. I mean, even if you're advanced, like I'm, I've been working out for a long time. Adam's a professional physique uh, competitor with the IFBB. Like, I don't think if we count, if we don't count like mobility work and war, you know warm up kind of stuff. What are you looking at? Sixty minutes maybe in the gym of really hard work. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's about it. I mean, also, what are you like? What you're doing? If you're doing like compound lifts and like supersets, it'll be faster, right? right. So versus like if you're doing all this isolation, and you got to look at you it. Don't in, even need like and measure intensity in there too. Yeah. Like super, super intense uh, means your workout's going to be much shorter. Less intense, it's going to be a little longer. But you shouldn't be spending more than, like I said, sixty minutes in the gym with the weights. If you're in the gym longer than that and you want to hang out for another hour or two, like. Go do some stretching, go do some yoga, go sit in the mm-hmm. sauna, the steam room, like do the recuperative movements, but don't work out for two or three hours. You're literally asking your body to become more efficient with its calories, mm-hmm. which means you're only going to slow your metabolism down. You're trying to convince it, not coerce it. That's right. <laughs> you're trying to convince your body, not coerce it. Have yeah. you, what do you think of the studies about like if you look up like literally if you Google how long should you work out? There are a bunch of things that say after 42 minutes or after 43 minutes. So individual. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's so individual. And they're measuring it off of... We should do that more often. Yeah. <laughs> Google random like basic... Yeah. By the way, these cookies are ridiculous. What. what did you put in these cookies? I can't tell everybody because... <laughs> She's like, I can't sell the rest yeah. of them. I feel, I feel like you put crystal meth in these or something. Oh, they're so delicious. Yeah. So I, can't, I can't stop eating them. The they're addicting. We need, we need to do this more often because, you know, just sitting here talking with you right now, it's been, it's been a pleasure because... You know, one of the things that we tend to do uh, in our business is uh, sometimes we can get so deep caught up on the the newest, latest, greatest science or biohack or addressing really deep science related to fitness when most people are probably getting on the internet and just fucking Googling something like, how do I get skinny? How do I get buff? Or Mm -hmm. how do I lose weight? Or what's how much how much time should I be in the gym? Like I've never even thought about Googling that. But there's probably millions of people doing that, and we probably need to spend more time addressing the most basic questions. That's like a great that. topic. It is. We should cover. Oh no, and that's why I'm trying to like tell you what you know. I like want to give you that perspective because I can tell it's like, like, and then even that people will look that up and they'll be like, okay, and they'll read this and they'll say, okay, I be in there 43 minutes. Does that mean? A warm up. Does that mean my actual workouts for three minutes? Does right, they're gonna they're gonna be hung up on hung does up on the details so much. Stretching after right. like this is include, you know people get that's this is what this audience that you're talking to. This is why we put why we monetize with programs. This mm-hmm. is how we this is how Mind Pump supports itself. We we do work with some sponsors, but it's a very small fraction of what we do. We put out programs quick because that's how we can help people. Because mm-hmm. of questions like that, like people and we, ask and us, and then we monitor them through the forum. Because we also know too that yeah, because then we have a private forum that people we, get we on. We know that we can't address that answer truly best to the masses, right? Because yeah. that everybody, I could have a hundred people ask me that exact same question, and I could you could have a hundred different answers. Yeah, potentially <clears throat> could have a hundred different answers. More than likely, at least. 10, 15 different answers, mm-hmm. at least that, based off of a lot of different factors. How long they've been lifting for, what their exact yeah. goal is. How what, their sleep was the night before. Right, yeah, I mean, how, their how, they're, how they're currently eating right now, their activity level the, the previous week. So what I love to do is, and this is why out of all of us uh, guys, I'm the one who loves to talk about wearables and I like tools like this, even though they can lead to you know, bad relationships with exercise, if used properly, I think they're an incredible tool of awareness. 
And most people are just unaware of how fucking little they move. Mm -hmm. And what they need to do is just track that and figure it out and see where your baseline is. Don't go out of your way. Don't start your routine yet. Track for one week. Mm -hmm. What are your steps? How much do you move? How often does your heart rate elevate beyond 130? Like pay attention to those things. And then from there, there's your answer on how long I should spend the gym. Because if I look at, just so you know, the average American is doing less than 4,000 steps a day. You know how, you know what that is? If you go outside right now and you, all the three of, the three of us were to walk for one hour, mm -hmm. we would we would go past 4,000 steps. Yeah. So the average American in a 24-hour day doesn't even walk for one hour. So that could be a huge life changer for somebody who's not into health and fitness yet and they want to get into health and fitness or they want to make better choices. Well, if you're one of those people who's only stepping X amount, yeah. well, increase that by literally 1,000 or 2,000 steps. That's it. And that right there in itself is going to already head you in the right direction. And yeah. your workout, if you go to the gym, shit, that person's workout could be 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Easy. You know what I'm saying? Easy. Go Sitting in there, squat, deadlift. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. it, really, it really is. And it's getting scarier, man. I was just at uh, um, Target. Katrina and I were shopping. This Target. Was, yeah, Target <laughs> two nights ago. And they are now just like Amazon. All these, they're, uh, You can now within five, no, f 15 minutes... I think it said 15 minutes. You can have your whatever Target shopping list you could have to your door. And there's an app on Target now. So now I don't even got to leave my house to get any of my, <laughs> any of my amenities at Target. And I know we have DoorDash and all these companies now that deliver food. It's like we're heading in the other direction. We're not getting closer to moving yeah. more and being healthier. We're getting worse. It's and, and it's almost like there's, there's two extremes. Like the average American who doesn't move and then people are like, I want to get in shape. I'm going to overdo everything right. and yeah. under eat. It is. That's it's exactly what it is. And everyone probably needs to be typically you need opposite of what you're probably doing. So I tell most people, if you're if you're listening right now and you're the yogi crunchy hippie girl, you probably need a little bit of intensity in your life. Mm -hmm. You probably do need to go beast mode every once in a while because you're so fucking meditated all the time yeah. and so even kill that that little bit of shock and stress in your life would probably be good. And then if you're the other side of the spectrum where you're the yeah, you got balls the wall, no days off, sleeps for pussies, like that's your mentality, like that sleep person, when I die. Yeah, right. Oh my sleep god, I we all said that. it. I said it too. You know what I'm saying? For sure, in my twenties. I said that many, many times. So if you're that person, you probably need a little float tank in your life, a little <laughs> yeah. meditation, maybe taking the day off of the gym in beast mode, maybe go for a walk. Yeah. Like, So I think awareness is what's key. Is like, before you look up online and Google what I should be doing for me, how about just figuring out what the fuck you're currently doing? Like, yeah. who are you? You know, like, are you are you somebody who's on this side of the spectrum or are you on this side of the spectrum? And then from there, deciding where I need to go for it. Because then I have an answer for mm -hmm. the person who's, seven days a week beast mode like you need to regress way the fuck back because mm -hmm. you're not going to keep that pace up I'd get, maybe in your 20s and while you're saying things like sleep is overrated or sleep when I die type of deal but shit once you get past your 30s you'll see that stuff catches up yeah you know, so you got to figure you want to figure that out it catches now. up to people in their 20s either. yeah you want to put you want to start piecing that together now and the first step to me is is awareness so tracking where you're currently at I think going from there I'm a I'm big fan of Fitbit as a tool for a wearable. I'm a big fan of Fat Secret or MyFitnessPal as a food logger and tracker and just become aware of where you're currently at. And then from there, you build upon that. But mm -hmm. you got to be careful not to, because I you've just everything you've said already to me, I'm like, I'm hearing like us give a message and then trying to be mindful of what you said, which is, you know, my listener hears that and then right away they're just like, okay, now I'm tracking all crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, 
you know, I'm telling you to track so you can become aware, not because you can become addicted and start to look at food and have a bad relationship with it. Like, oh, that's going to make me fat. That's like, why. Our, I, like that's that. why. You know, when we started, we did we set up a private forum specifically for that, so that if people enrolled in our program, which is specific, it tells you what to do, so you know what to do. Mm-hmm. But we also know that individuals there's an individual variance, and so we created a forum so people could go on there and ask questions. And there's other trainers on there, there's other fitness professionals, and we're on there, and we can help people along the way because. It's definitely a process and you're being bombarded by wrong information left and right. And then your own insecurities and your own yeah. like, I, th- I should be doing this faster. I should be changing quicker or whatever. Okay, I have like 500 things I'm trying to decide what I want to prioritize. <laughs> no problem. Okay, try and make this quick. No Can problem. you just, <laughs> one of my pet peeves is that I go on, <laughs> go on Instagram. Guys, I'm going to my 60 minute hit class. Yeah. Can you just address that? 60 minute hit? <laughs> is there such a thing? Yeah, it's a 60 uh, minute. That's not even, well, first of all. How does that even work? Yeah, first of all, that's not true hit because. True hit is short. Yeah, it shouldn't be longer than about 15 minutes. Maybe. 12, 12, to, 12 minutes yeah, is about, The protocol right. for hit is 12 to 15 minutes. It of, should be anaerobic in nature. Yeah. Uh, anaerobic meaning. Which, by the way, even the prescriptions that you find online, mm-hmm. if you were to Google hit, uh, I don't prescribe that way. So when someone asks me, I tell them to go off how they feel. I say, when you're doing hit, it's 12 to 15 minutes. You push hard for about a, about a minute or two. Push hard until you find yourself trying to gasp for air. Mm-hmm. Then lay so you off. Want to die? <laughs> right. Then lay off completely. Let the heart rate come back all the way mm-hmm. back down, and then go out again. That might be ninety seconds. That might be one minute. That might be thirty seconds, mm-hmm. depending on how how in shape you are. And so. it can be it can definitely be overdone. Um, mm-hmm. Your body will um, start to exhibit signs of some functional medicine doctors will call it adrenal fatigue. Other people will call it HPA. Um, imbalances or cortisol resistance, but you'll find yourself having issues where like your hands are always cold, uh, temperature, you know, changes in your body. Um, you're not feeling good. It's you're, you feel kind of burnt out. Your body stops responding, and that's when you know you're overdoing it. Actually, before that, you should stop. You got two weeks. Here's the deal. Like, and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna use a totally arbitrary number, like two weeks, but because everybody has individual variants, but the body adapts. Generally, to, yeah, the body adapts to cardio very fast yeah so if someone said hey adam and they've never done this hit 60 minutes with that i'm going to do that for the next two weeks and they've never done that i'm like well yeah your body's going to change quite a bit in those two weeks um after that it's going to hit a hard plateau you're not going to see much change and then where are you going to go from there and if you haven't addressed anything else in your routine you're going to go backwards real you're going to go backwards real quick if you can't maintain that so mm-hmm. you just added something into your lifestyle and that's i tell people like when you build upon your routine whether it be cardio or weight training keep that in mind as you're doing that can i keep this up forever mm-hmm. is this something i can see myself doing three three months three years from now consistently and if you know right away like you're only doing this for vegas in two weeks or you're only yeah. doing this for your wedding in six months like you're gonna go back and it's gonna be a hard rebound afterwards because it's not realistic so whatever you're adding to your routine it should be something that you should be able to sustain long term well, what do you think about these programs that are basically like hit style? Like there's a lot of programs that'll be like 15 to 20 minute workouts every day. And they're like, again, they're all working to your, they're all marketing to our insecurities. Yeah. What do you want to hear as a consumer? As a consumer, I want to hear fast, quick, yeah. easy, right? And I want to hear punishment. I want to hear 50 minutes real hard, beat myself Sub- up. Subcon- for that. Subconsciously, you want to hear right. that. No, that nobody wants that to I hear punishment, but subconsciously we, we do. We want to beat ourselves because up. Because people feel like unless they're beating themselves up, they're not, they're not. Exactly. Right. That's why they because they have a they have a and that's the yeah. poor relationship with exercise yeah. because they don't understand exercise mm-hmm. and so it you you have to address that and most aware most of that. people can do some form of intensity with intense workouts most people 
two or three days a week. That's it. Mm -hmm. The rest of the time, if you're being active, it should be low to moderate intensity. So a routine of like, if you're doing a real high intensity workout, that's 30 minutes long, do that on like Monday and Thursday. Mm -hmm. And then Tuesday and Wednesday and Friday, you're doing yoga, you're going for walks, you're staying active, you're doing some moderate intensity resistance training, and that's it. And you're going to get far better results that way in the short term and the long term than doing super balls to the wall workouts six days a week or seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Just the body works better that we, way. We've been building strong men and women for a very, very long time. So anybody who, anything that comes out that sounds new and cutting edge. We've heard it. You, you should already you should already have a, like a red flag go up yeah. like you know oh it's the it's the fastest new 15 minute workout for this like okay well we we've we've already fi- we know a lot about kinesiology physiology we're pretty far advanced i mean there's still a lot to learn about the body and the gut and things like that but we understand building muscle and burning fat yeah. pretty damn well and to come, make a claim that this new workout program or this new workout tool mm-hmm. is going to do something just like mind blowing. Like, no, there's so many things that you need to address psychologically, relationship with yourself, relationship with food, relationship with exercise before trying to even debate or argue over, is this workout better than this workout? And mm-hmm. well, what about this one that says 20 minutes? This one says all that stuff is moot. Well, what if somebody doesn't have access to a gym and like weights, like <clears throat> heavy weights? Like, I think mm-hmm. that's the appeal of a lot of, what I, another thing I want to ask you about was what you think about all these programs. I don't know if you look at them that come out that we do. girls my age and a lot we of do. them, so we, I think we designed, we, we wrote a program for every probably thing you, you're hitting right now. You so. have a body weight one. Yeah. Right? We have one mm-hmm. called maps anywhere and there's no equipment required. Mm-hmm. And it is with our understanding of how resistance training affects the body and how to apply no weights to get your body to change uh, in the right way. So we had when we had written all of our programs. Every time we wrote a program, we're trying to answer a problem that we saw in the fitness industry. And one of the problems was these at-home workouts, like P90X or whatever, where they beat the crap out of people. Literally, they're, they're one of them was named Insanity. They actually named the program yeah. Insanity, right, to beat you up. And so we said, okay, how if someone's going to stay at home, how would we program a workout the right way so that people can get great results? that'll stick with them and they can continue to progress without beating themselves up and feeling like shit. Mm-hmm. And that was MAPS Anywhere. So your body, resistance is resistance. So whether you use body weight or you use weights, sure, barbell squats, deadlifts, and bench presses are excellent and they're great exercises, but can you do can you do similar movements without weight? Absolutely. You could do single leg step-ups, you could do pistol squats, you could do you know variations of push-ups and pull-ups and body rows, and you can use bands, which you can use at home. That'll give you phenomenal results. In fact, with our Maps Anywhere program, there's been a few people who've canceled their gym memberships because they've been so surprised by how good of the results they can get without any equipment. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, manipulating your body weight is excellent when it comes to And do you fitness. think somebody could just use that long-term, just that, oh, and never go to a gym? 100%. I remember like listening to one of your podcasts and you guys were explaining how like using it in between like heavier lifting, like that's how we, do that. We, we or, recommend everybody does that. Yeah. But you could you could potentially only do that. So if okay. you were because we encourage and, well, that's what the amp, we have what are called amp sessions that mm-hmm. are in there, which are designed to advance along with your fitness level. So you increase your intensity or frequency of the workouts yeah. and modify them and phase them. You progress. That. I'll tell you what happens when somebody googles, "Can I just do body weight?" It's always you. You can start. But, but then you're going to hit a plateau and then you have to use heavy weights and then people get defeated and well, people start running. Depends on what hours. your goals yeah, are. If you want to like maximal, if you want to really build maximal muscle, 
it's going to be more difficult um, with body weight. Although if you have access to like rings and bars, man, you could do a lot. Okay, no. you're talking to somebody who's 25 and a girl and just wants to be in good shape. Yeah, no, absolutely. she can, no, body she weight's can. fine. Body weight's totally fine. Okay. Yeah, I mean. Oh my God, I could, I could put together a hundred phenomenal, excellent mm-hmm. workouts. Of course, each of them would have to be individualized. That have nothing to do with any weights or any kind of equipment. And would that that be the same thing two to three days a week of like resistance? It, so the way the way we designed it is two days of foundational workouts mm-hmm. uh, with your body weight, and then there's AMP sessions in between, which you can tailor mm-hmm. that'll increase things like intensity or add uh, cardiovascular um, you know varieties to your workouts. But yeah, no, two three days a week of good resistance training, whether it's body weight. Or weights is for the most part for most people that's about it. And it would still be the, they wouldn't have to spend two hours doing it. Right? No, nope. You would be you would be amazed on how little. I think that's probably the probably the number one thing that we get told when somebody who's been lifting for a very long time or training uh, for a long time that actually switches over to training with like one of our maps programs. Oh yeah, is they always say like I can't believe that. How little the, I have to do. How little I have to do to and be that's in. that's ideal. Right. Well, that's what, for longevity, right? Yeah. I mean, and so, because, you know, I wanted to interrupt Sal when he was going off on the tangent with uh, insanity because I wanted to address that, you know, I know there's people that listen and that are like, well, I have a friend who got in great shape doing that. Mm-hmm. And you can, like, if you take somebody who doesn't really work out and you put them through a routine that's five to seven days a week, high intensity, well, yeah, no shit. You're burning a ton of calories. Remember we just talked earlier that, the average person doesn't even step 4,000 steps. Mm-hmm. So that person doesn't step 4,000 steps. All of a sudden, you add to 1,000 calories more a burn a day on them. Like, no shit, they're going to get in shape. Mm-hmm. And they're doing body weight exercises and plyometrics. So they're going to build a little bit of muscle along the way. So absolutely, somebody can get in shape by following that program. Yeah. The point is that it's not ideal. And is it long? I think I just go back to always asking someone, while you're going through this, ask yourself, can I do this every day of my life, the yeah. rest of my life? If I can't. If I'm going through it and it, I'm like after my work, I'm going, holy shit, that was, cr- oh my God, I'm nauseous or like, I'm so glad that's over. Like, that's not how you should feel after mm-hmm. workout because you don't want anything like that. You're not going to do all the time forever. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do to get in shape is what you have to do to stay in shape. Yeah. yeah. And everybody's goals are different. So maybe you're somebody who does body weight and you get in shape and you're that, that girl that you're talking about. But then maybe you're some guy or girl who aspires to be a bodybuilder one day and like, yeah, you'll probably have to progress to weights one day to get to look like a body builder if that's what you want to do but if you want to be healthy and in shape and muscular and tone and fit and all mm-hmm. the other you know fit fad words like if that's what's all you're looking for like fuck yeah body weight two to three times a week is more than enough especially coupled with proper nutrition and sleep like yeah. you put those together with, magic yeah 100%. okay yeah well and that's the other thing so um on the other days like i'm just thinking of what a girl listening is gonna think she's gonna think okay fine i can do two to three days body weight and then on my off days, what am I doing? Meditation, and she, mobility, She's going to go walking. on runs. I'm going to tell you right no, now. So no. can you just shit on cardio right now, please? <laughs> just please. So cardiovascular activity <laughs> is a very manual way of burning calories. Mm-hmm. So your body, think of it this way. There's two, two ways you can burn calories. You can do it manually where you have to move to burn them. Or there's the automatic way where your body burns them on its own. If you're pushing your body to manually burn calories constantly with lots of cardio... The adaptation that I'm asking of my body is to become more efficient with its calorie burn. What that means is if I burn 700 calories doing an hour run uh, and I keep doing that hour run every single day, eventually my body will burn 600 calories and 500 calories and then it'll get so good at what I'm doing that it'll burn 300 calories and then what it'll do is it'll change the way it is throughout the rest of the day to compensate for that. It's called metabolic adaptation. In fact, modern studies on hunter-gatherer societies that still exist today they study these people and they find that they burn, no joke, 
around the same amount of calories as the average American mm-hmm. because their so bodies have it, their yeah. bodies have adapted to all this activity. And evolutionarily speaking, it makes sense. It doesn't make sense that your body will burn so many tons and tons of calories doing all this activity when we evolved with, with food scarcity. Mm-hmm. It starts to slow itself down. So cardio does that. Now, there is one form of exercise that does the opposite. There's one form of exercise that tells your body to burn more calories automatically, and that's resistance training. That's with weights or with body weight or that kind of training tells the body to prioritize muscle, which is expensive. Muscle is very expensive tissue in the body. It costs a lot of calories. But your body, if it believes it needs that muscle because of the stress of resistance training, it will give you more of that muscle or condition more of it. You don't even need to get big muscles, by the way. Mm-hmm. You can gain like a pound of muscle, which basically means you're just going to feel more toned. But you're going to am- amplify your metabolism because of mitochondrial density. Your body now is not, not thinking it needs to become efficient with and its remember, calories. And you get a faster metabolism. Remember when you're running, you're also sending a conflicting signal That's right. than that. So those that are listening right now, they're going like, oh, I'll do both then. I'll lift weights yeah. and then I'll do cardio afterwards. Well, they're conflicting. Mm-hmm. And when you're running on the treadmill, like what Sal is saying is, you're telling your body how to become efficient with whatever amount of calories you're giving it. Like yeah. that isn't, that's a good thing for survival. Yeah. It's not a good thing for someone who's trying to lose body fat. Not in the yeah. modern, not in the modern lifestyle. Your cortisol levels. Like, <laughs> all, okay, well, does this apply to walking? You no. know, no, so, not necessarily. No, not really. Walking's great. Walking's very meditative. Here's the problem with running, okay? If you could go out and run for an hour and just be calm and just you're jogging and you're loving it and you're breathing and you're not like, pushing yourself and struggling or whatever. If it feels like a walk, then go for it. Go ahead and run for an hour. If it feels like a run, then you should walk. You have to be honest with yourself because a lot of people are going to use what you just said as an They're like, I love running. No. Yeah, be careful because no. you could also get addicted yeah. to running yeah. like anything else. And most people are. Yeah. yeah. No, and most people run terribly. <laughs> most people have a horrible form when they run. They create the muscle imbalances with their body. I think it's uh, a, I think it's important though to note that, and this is the hard part when, you're, when, when we're talking to the masses is... I know there's somebody who's listening who, as we also talk about uh, mental wellness and happiness and to each their own and Mm -hmm. and everyone is an individual and understanding that, you know, maybe somebody gets a lot of joy out of running. Like they're going, I'm not speaking to that person. Like if you, like if you have a, you ran in college and running has been a part of your life and and you love doing it and Mm -hmm. that's like something you're passionate about. Then, then by all means, I'm who am I to take that? Now I'm going to educate you on the signal you're still sending your body. Yeah, that's the other thing. But and then also, but it's like what I'm saying is a lot of people use it as an like they just say, "Well, I love it." it like they're trapped in this addiction and they're using that as an excuse. Right. Yeah. So you can love so it. So people need to like be honest with themselves. Like <laughs> I don't know. You know it's you, not. It's I, not the best way to lose body fat. Yeah. And it's it's not. definitely not the best way to build muscle. And so. you and you did sp- speak about cortisol and, and stress hormones and you can create this situation in your body where you become resistant to the cortisol that you create in your body and you start to notice changes in your hair and your nails and your skin and uh, your hormones feel off, you have low libido. I get this all the time from female athletes who just love to run and they'll come to me and I'll ask them this questionnaire. I have a questionnaire I have people fill out and they'll tell me their libido is horrible. They'll tell me that they constantly feel cold that they notice like their hair isn't what it used to be, their digestion is off. And one of the first things I tell them to do is stop running. Mm-hmm. Like stop beating your body up so much. Let's let you, let's resensitize your body to cortisol because right now it's not responding. Your body's producing more and more cortisol, which is horrible for muscle and great for body fat in the long term. The other side you see, which you may not see as much in the 20 to 25 range, but you definitely see it 30 plus is all the aches and pains that are coming out. Yeah. And it, when you run, like people don't realize that 
most everybody, okay, including myself, including Sal, have uh, muscle imbalances. We've created poor patterns because we sat for very long. We do everything in front of us, and we just are not anatomically balanced. We don't exercise and move like this ever, right? Yeah. So everything becomes rounded and forward. And so this creates this imbalance and poor patterns in our body. Then you go and you run and all you do is cement that. Like now you just make it You're even. solidifying. Yeah, you are solidifying that pattern. Mm -hmm. So it's even worse than what it was when you were just kind of walking around. So if you have somebody who their hips don't fry, fire properly and then they go run for one hour, oh my God, that's like the worst thing they could possibly do. <laughs> one of the do. worst things you could do when you first start working out, you know, if you're listening, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to do a fitness program. I'm going to start tomorrow. I'm going to start running. One of the worst things you could possibly do. Yeah. Most people suck at running. We never run. Uh, and we decide all of a sudden now I'm gonna go run and we go in with the attitude of not that we're gonna go learn how to run real well mm -hmm. but I'm gonna go run till I'm really tired mm -hmm. and so you have this shitty form you go beat yourself up and you push yourself till you're tired horrible way yeah, to start knees exercise. hurt back hurts ankles hurt the yeah. next day and it's like these are all and the crazy part is people ignore those signals these are all signs things. hello these are all things your body's trying to tell you yo dude you're not supposed but to be they running think they say oh well that means i got a good workout right and that's not true like you this, again going back to this whole like awareness 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 we talk so much about that on the show it's like you know, most people are misreading the signs their body's trying to tell them. And you know what? The reason, again, why we're so passionate about it is I was somebody like that. 20-something yeah. years of my life, I was being told all the signs, too, and I kept ignoring them because I don't need fucking sleep, and I'll just keep drinking all these fucking speed stacks and energy drinks and bars and shakes and, like, yeah, yeah and build, taking every pill under the sun to build muscle, like... Because oh, I was young and vibrant, and I could handle all that shit. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, my shits were off, my sleep is off, I get <laughs> headaches. Like some yeah. nights I can't sleep. It's like oh, that's just normal. I'm crazy, you know. Like yeah. that's we just chalk it up as being young and re re yeah. restless, right? Like that's kind of the mentality when really, you know, this is your body trying to let you know that this is not ideal. And I think that even those that are listening that think that they feel good. Most people... Oh, they don't even know what it's yeah, like. Yeah, most people don't know what feeling great really feels like. Yeah. And their good is just what their normal is. They're normal to them. Like, oh, this is normal. Like, But they don't... They've never no, optimized... Man. Listen exactly. to what we're saying. Give it a chance. Right. Give it a chance for a few months and I promise you'll, you'll change your life. I also want you to talk about long... Like, long term. Because you see older women, for example, who are coming to you being like, fuck, I fucked up my body because I... I want you to talk about the long term effects of... Overtraining and undereating. Mm. Um, a very, very slow metabolism. Mm -hmm. So these are women that come to me and they're not that much older. They're like 30. And uh, they're eating a thousand calories a day. And they're way overweight. And and they're and they're overweight. It's the it's the hard. And they're active. You get yourself in this trap. You get yourself in this trap. And they're active. Like yeah. they're doing cardio, they're doing all these different things, and it's like I'm not losing weight and I'm only eating a thousand calories a day. Nothing breaks. And so we have to back them out of that. And it takes a while to do that. The hormonal disturbances, your hormones change, uh, you're, you don't move the same. You don't want to be stuck in a position when you're, you know, 10 years down the line where like all of a sudden nothing you do moves the needle. Like mm -hmm. I'm doing all this exercise, I'm doing all this diet and why am I 15 pounds overweight and what's going on? And then the second you take your foot off the throttle, boom, you gain another 10 pounds. That's what we see. That's yeah. what we see all the time. And that's that's the road you're heading down. Whether you're there yet or not, that's the road. And, you know, again, why we're so passionate about when we talk about this is it breaks my heart. Nothing was harder for me as a trainer than to swallow or handle that when I'd have a lady or a male sitting across from me who was 
300 plus pounds. And when I looked at their diet, they were eating like two chicken salads, half a bagel, a coffee a day, and they're exercising their ass off trying to lose this weight and they just can't move the needle. That to me was like, I, I didn't, you know, I remember being a young trainer, like where the fuck do I go from here? Like, yeah, that's, I mean, how do you get people out of that? Well, I mean, can for, a, for a yes, long, you yeah, can. you can. It's it takes a, it's, some time. It takes a process and everybody's different. I know mm-hmm. uh, some people I've been able to reverse that in two to three months. Some people it's taken years. Yeah. So, and, and really typically it's, however long you've been fucking it up will basically probably take you that long to get out of it. So if you're somebody who's like just is hearing this right now and this hits home and you're like, Oh shit, I was heading that way. And you turn around shit. It could be something you turn around in a week and you're Mm -hmm. fine. But if you're someone who's like, "Uh Oh, I I did this the last 10 years. This has been me for the last 10 years. I've been hammering myself like this. And that sounds just like me. I'm overweight. I can't lose any weight. I'm only eating a thousand calories. I'm running three to five times a week. Like if that's you, Mm -hmm. like you could be in for a little bit of a long haul to fix that, but it is reversible. Typically what I'll do is if I take someone like that, let's like the person Adam just said, they're doing all this exercise. They're eating very little metabolism's fucked, you know, still 15 pounds of weight. I will slowly back them out of their activity because if I just take all the activity out right away, then they'll balloon up, yeah. which is morally just devastating, you know, you, and you don't want to do that to a client. So I'll slowly back them out of activity and I will slowly get them to focus on traditional resistance training, building strength. We make building strength the focus because as your body gets stronger, your metabolism starts to slowly rebound because strength requires a faster metabolism, it requires muscle it requires muscles to be more conditioned in that particular sense so i'll slowly get them to build more strength slowly reduce their activity level and then i'll take their current calories and i'll slowly bump their calories up sometimes 50 calories a week sometimes as much as 200 calories a week i watch their body weight and see what goes on but many times you know after six months i get someone to keep their body weight the same but then eat 600 more calories a day and, and do less activity which is a win mm-hmm. they, they might not have lost any weight but they're eating 600 more calories a day and they're not doing an hour of cardio every single day mm-hmm. now I say okay now I see where we can where we can go from there this is where like the coaching or having a trainer or somebody professional to help this person is comes into a huge play because being able to tell somebody uh, who's been struggling with weight their whole life and wants to lose weight and is paying money for this coach to help them out, it's really tough to have to look them back and say, listen, I know you're you know, 100 pounds overweight and that's your main goal and you're coming to me for that, but I actually don't want you to lose any weight yeah. over the next six months. Like Our goal actually is to have a better relationship with exercise and food and we're going to fix that. I'm slowly, like Salzen is saying, is I'm slowly going to introduce more calories. I'm slowly going to pull back all this crazy cardio and intensity, start implementing more heavy resistance weight training so we can build some muscle. You could potentially might even go up two or three pounds mm-hmm. over these next months. But you know what? That's going to be a win for us. And I have to explain what's how the metabolism works yeah. and what's going on for them to really get that. And I use it an analogy so people can get a visual of like, okay, if I had client one, client two, and we'll just pretend they're in exact same scenarios, right? They both of them are in the exact same weight, need to lose the same amount of weight. We're just going to take two different routes with them. Both of them are, you know, a hundred pounds overweight and they come to me and they say, Adam, I want, one of them says, Adam, I want you to lose as much weight as I possibly can, as fast as you possibly can Mm -hmm. do whatever extremes you you have to. And then the other one says, Adam, I want to do this for the rest of my life. And I want to keep it off the rest of my life. Do with me what you think I'm supposed to do. And so I I take client A who wants to just as fast as possible. And I say, okay, let's see where your calories are. Boom. We're going to restrict a thousand calories out. Boom. Here comes cardio every single day. We're going to grind it for one month. One month goes by that person's down 15 pounds, right? Mm -hmm. And they're eating 1500 calories. The other guy, that person is 
up one pound, mm-hmm. but I have them eating 2,800 calories, who's the happier client? Who's in the better situation? Client one is probably the happier client because they've lost 15 pounds and that's the goal, right? Mm-hmm. Both people want to lose weight ultimately. The other person gain weight, but the person who's in a better situation is the person who put two pounds on is eating yeah. 2,500 calories. I can do so much more with that metabolism than I can the other one. Yeah, the problem is that when people, this is a different issue, when people will try and get individualized help and um, a lot of trainers slash nutritionists will deal with them like client one mm-hmm. because they want repeat <laughs> they want repeat business. And this right? is, well, there's this a lot of terrible trainers out yeah. there. Unfortunately, there's a lot of really bad trainers who give really bad advice, and that sucks. I really hate that. There are some really good ones out there as well, um, but yeah, you know, you're gonna have to it's interview scary. them. Yeah. You're gonna have to interview them and talk to them and. You know educate what, yourself. You know what, though? Take, take, here's the thing, and this is, uh, I'm going to go after the, the, this generation that I think sometimes thinks this way. Is like, hey, it's, it's fucking work. Like, it's you, though. It's your body. You only get one of them. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you spend, we spend all this time on our hobbies and the things that we love and that we're all passionate about, where we'll spend hours on Pinterest or hours doing some shit that we just are passionate about. Like, we all should be a little bit passionate about ourselves and our health. So, mm-hmm. Treat it that way a little bit. You might have to do some research. You might have to filter through some shitty trends. It's not going to be as easy as Google because yeah. Google's going to fail you. Google's going to give you the ad, the marketing and the advertisement. That's what you're going to get. If you just look for what's most popular or what's everybody else doing, I wouldn't be looking for that. I'd be looking for the right people. And you know what? I think platforms like this are incredible for that, mm-hmm. like podcasting. So talking to your audience, they, and they have studies on this, most podcast listeners are already uh, smarter than the average yeah. person. So they're already seeing Seeking you're knowledge. You're so smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. You're they're, they're already seeking. Probably good looking. Right? Yeah. <laughs> seeking knowledge. So you know, you start to filter through it, and I think that uh, you know, we, we try to become a voice like that, where we can help people, point them in the right direction, and you know, if we can't personally help them ourselves, then hopefully we can help them uh, head in the direction that we get the answer. Well, from. it's interesting when we started our, our podcast, uh, we didn't we didn't anticipate the response that we would get from people like you. Like mm-hmm. we have a lot of. We have a large audience of, of women that listen to us. And if you listen to our show, you know that, you know, especially in the first 30 minutes or so, it's, you know, it's locker room bro talk and we joke around and there's a lot of, you know, uh, raw humor. Um, and we didn't anticipate the impact that we would have with some of our message with young women. And we get a lot who tell us like, man, like I, I listen to your podcast. I changed my approach with exercise. I can't believe how great I feel. Like mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't even realize all these things I were doing was so bad for me. And that's, it's sad that a lot of people don't know that, but luckily there are, there are sources of information and you know, hopefully there are more like yours and our yeah. podcast that gives people the right information. It's hard because people just don't really know what quote authority figures to trust. I mean, I can't tell you how many nutritionists I visited back when I was first dealing with a ton of digestive issues. I went to probably like 10 different nutritionists and every single one gave me this meal plan that was probably a thousand calories. It was the same one over and over again. Mm. I was like, I'm in here for digestive issues and you're giving me this weight loss meal plan. And I'm like, I don't need to lose weight and like wow yeah and even and then after and then I started overtraining then I was still going to different nutritionists trying to figure things out and they're still giving me this meal plan and I was 75 pounds oh wow and they're giving me a thousand calorie a day meal plan uh, yeah <sighs> like and I like multiple people and I just this is why I get so scared because I think of these girls who are like listening to things like this and like okay I need I need individualized help so then they go and they really 
have good intentions they want to get healthier mm-hmm. but then this person they're trusting as an authority figure this person who <clears throat> has gone to school and become a registered dietitian or you know has been a trainer for however long like they think okay this person's gonna help me and they give them shitty advice yeah, holistic uh health coaches tend to and there's not all great right because there's some that are good some that are bad tend to be a little better mm-hmm. um the uh, check practitioners yeah. uh, i would say are, are pretty good uh, these are people that have gone through the Paul Check courses. I've seen his course. My girlfriend's certified in his course. Uh, we've had him on the show a couple times. His approach is very holistic, very healthy, very effective, long term. Um, and I've actually worked with other people who are, you know, level one, level two practitioners who I could say like I would definitely trust them with uh, their advice. So that yeah. may be a place that people can look. Yeah, I think always be challenging too. Is you got to understand that. I think even that side of the business too like they're they're just as guilty right like even you know holistic health like for every uh, for every Mm pre-workout there's some you know special tree bark supplement that's all natural too that you know we should take like Mm so you know i think when you when you hear them and this is why it was so important with mind pump like we did not take any sponsors for a very very long time and then when we finally did it was companies that we could totally partner with Mm -hmm. that we believed in what they were doing and even, I mean, we finally, for the first time ever, even or even with a organic uh, supplement company, but even before that, we're like, we tell, we've told people for so long that supplements are the last thing they should be messing with. There's so many other things to deal with, you know, with your relationship with food and exercise and yourself that, you know, we could spend years just trying to perfect that before you even have to start playing around with different supplements. And if you were going to supplement... We should be fine. We should first become aware of what our deficiencies are, mm-hmm. and then learn how to address those. Because this person might need vitamin D. This person might be lacking in calcium. This person might need vitamin E. It's like it, learning what you're deficient in, and then giving. Well, I tell you what. I've said this quote many times. I think if you go in with the right intention, then you'll find the right information. Mm-hmm. If you go in with the wrong intention, then you're going to find the bad information. So if you're going online. And you're finding information because you hate your body. You're going to find lots of information that's going to serve that right. that hate. Because you're going to you're you're naturally it. gravitate to the articles that say that's like, it. "Look sexiest you've ever looked," yeah. and, and you beat know, yourself six up and feel terrible about how you look. And you know. but if you exercise and eat because you love your body, and you mm-hmm. seek out information because you love yourself and your body, then you tend to make better decisions. You tend to have a better filter for bullshit and, yeah. and, and be able to and get information that's going to serve you better. Yeah. So I would say that's the starting point. Like ask yourself, am I exercising and eating because I hate the way I look, because I hate my body, or am I exercising and eating because I love myself? And also remember, body image doesn't mean self-image. So you can always want to change your body and maybe you don't look the way you want to look, but that doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you have bad self-image. Yeah. So don't confuse the two because that'll take you down a dark path as well. I think also this confirmation bias thing, like that's why I love your guys' podcast so much because it's like so many different types of people. You talk to so many different types of people and address so many different points of view. It's like, yeah, if you're only listening to keto podcasts, you're going to be brainwashed into thinking that keto is the only way to eat. If you're only listening to vegan podcasts, you're only, you know, and so it's like when I'm looking for information, I'm trying to listen to people who are open to every point of view and are exploring everything and always ready to be wrong. Right. Does yep. that make sense? Yep. That's, a, that's an, an incredible attitude. And I think more people would be successful if they approached life that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, that's impressive that you have that. Yeah, especially as, as young as you are because that was something I think that... I'm skeptical it, of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That's too, Your greatest strength is always your greatest weakness, yeah. right? So I always tell people that. So it's probably also the thing that probably holds you back sometimes because yeah. you're probably hard to trust or mm-hmm. whatever. 
or you have a hard time trusting others. Yeah. But then it also has made you very strong and make sure you check, you fact check everybody and you're very careful with well, who you attach yourself to. It's because there's just too much information out there. This is why people are like, there's too much information. It's like too easy for us to get. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's like, how do you filter through? I don't know. You know? Well, we, we it's, hope it's a, to be I the filter. It's, a, it's yeah. an incredible, it's an incredible point coming from somebody who's the younger generation, right? The millennial generation. It's true, man, because, because they'll hit a Google search and it's like 50 articles we, and all of them are different. We talk about, I mean, we just, we did an episode last night and we got into um, talking about the decline of testosterone in, in men. And how we believe that a lot of that is there's multiple reasons and factors for this with food and other stuff. But one of them is just being uh, them getting overstimulated by like pornography. I was just listening. Was that you guys talking about that? Yeah, yeah. probably. I was just listening to that episode. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just. That's like that scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Well, think about that. Now, think of guys like us who are in our late 30s. You know, when we were kids, oh, I, it, it might have been months between time before I saw Dirty Magazine again until uh-huh. I saw my cousin who could always get it from his uncle and then we had to oh sneak and look at uh, it. And that's all I got. Literally a porn magazine, not exaggerating, a, a 15-page porn magazine was worth someone's skateboard or bike. Oh my God. That's how valuable it was because it was rare, right? Yeah. Now it's so easily accessible. It's in front of your face all the time. And what happens is this constant exposure to novelty is actually wiring young men's brains to respond to this extreme novelty which would never have existed otherwise and they become uh they have you know erectile dysfunction he's 15 to 17 years old and he's already put 40 hours plus behind him of looking at all this pornography and then he goes and has sex with his girlfriend for the first time you know and it's nothing like that you know yeah and it's nothing like that for her too and it's one person you're looking at you're not looking at 15 different tabs of different videos and different you know all the stimulus and the brain has now been wired for that so these guys are like these kids these guys like 19 year old 20 year old guys with by the way erectile dysfunction did not exist in men that age before that didn't exist all of a sudden it's something like it's an alarming percentage it's like 10 to 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 15 percent i saw some studies say as much as 20 percent which is ridiculous some of these kids it takes them a year's worth of abstinence from all pornography before they start to reverse things I'm like thinking in my head, like like I wish I could talk to a guy who like this happened to. Yeah. Like, can you imagine being that kid? Well, it's probably kid? happening like, to him right now. Yeah, but you know? you know what I mean. I'm just like, can you imagine being that kid? Like, like I don't like. Oh my well, God. I would. What I would speculate to say is that I think most are all suffering from it to some extent, right? Like. Maybe there's we, there's the studies that Sal's talking about. There are those cases that actually have had to probably take either medication or get do abstinence or like that. But I'm sure everybody is kind of suffering from a little mm-hmm. bit because it's just a fact that we didn't have that access ten years ago. And you know, I don't know what it's like to be able to potentially. I definitely know what I was like as a teenage boy. Yeah. and I know just, what I would have done if I had. Access yeah, and I know to- what I would be doing for sure for a majority of my time. You know, if I had access like I, like they do, and yeah. I'm pretty aware of how that would form and change me. And so, it's probably forming and changing a lot of young minds, and they don't even really realize how much it's forming and changing them. And then they, and then that takes a lot at that age. That takes a lot of self reflection to be able to ask yourself in a relationship that you might have with your girlfriend mm-hmm. and you have some sort of uh, sexual awkwardness possibly going on and it could be stemming from you because the guy who's been well, stimulated st- like that and he don't even know because he's not aware enough. Well, yeah. statistically, this generation, uh, the millennial generation, is having less sex 
than the previous generations. When really? They were, yeah, you guys are actually having less sex than which is weird because uh, all of more, the previous there's more of a freedom within that with that right with it's Tinder more, and with all that like it's more no they're having less sex but I mean as far as why? monogamy goes and things like that because they're not interested it's that's literally the reason why people are saying that they're having less sex they're just not as interested pretty wild right probably because it's so it's so easily accessible again I, again I go back to I think it's the pornography for remember. sure I think pornography is a hundred percent for sure testosterone levels have been declining for other reasons in men as well. And I just think, uh, you know, I, I mean, just that just reduces desire and want. Well, I it. think it's the it's again going back to the access part of it, right? Like, there's, I, I mean, I have a, a buddy of mine who's still single, and I, he still reminds me of what I was like at 25. And he's actually been, I've watched, he's evolved with the times, and you know, utilizes apps like Tender, and to see him line up wait like what like tinder. tinder right so <laughs> i thought you said tender i was uh, like oh, adam says that... words funny so he or grinder yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> he li- he lines up a week of of dates literally monday tuesday wednesday Thursday, and he can do this all through his app on his phone and and oh my and, god and i think to myself like wow like that's crazy because you never could have worked like that 15 years ago. I mean, you would to line up seven different girls, even if you're the most active, popular guy in the world. Like it's just that's tough to do. You would right? need yeah. a publicist. Yeah, but but to, who are these girls? They right, he meets suck. Up, right. Well, yeah, which, maybe. right. I don't know if he's. I don't which, know. He's not necessarily which, sleeping. Think, with so him. think about that. So think about how that makes you get less interested because yeah. it's so easily accessible and you can keep. But then you start to realize like. Eh. It's mm-hmm. not that good. They're mm-hmm. not that great. This isn't yeah. very good. And so I could I could see that that I, I mean we're just speculating right now, yeah. right? Like that's that would be my theory on a lot of what has to do with the disinterest in that age group and probably sex is just the accessibility of it. It's mm-hmm. so easy both for men and women to get it whenever they want it. There's no work. There's no fight. There's no struggle. The novelty is no longer there. All those things combined, yeah. I think, is equaling out to that. But yeah. pretty fascinating when you yeah, get into no, it. Yeah, no, it's so interesting and like. I think two episodes ago we were talking about um, porn and we were just saying how I was like asking my friend if she cared if her boyfriend would watch porn. You know, she's like, no, I don't care. And I was like, I don't care if guys watch porn either because everybody's going to do it. So if you tell them no, they're just going to like, so why would you make a big deal out of it? Right. Right. But now I'm like, well, maybe we all should make a big deal out of it (laughs) because it's fucking up their testosterone levels. There's nothing wrong with uh, (laughs) pornography per se. I just think it's the abuse. It's Mm -hmm. like anything, right? Like when we, when we all of a sudden that accessibility to all this hyper palatable food, Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with it, but it's the abuse of that food. The fact that it's so accessible that people, you know, overeat or eat the wrong foods. Right. Same thing with pornography. It's just so accessible that, uh, people just overconsume it, you know, men overconsume it. So they're, you know, at it, you know, two, three times a day and they lose interest in the real thing. I think if they just restricted it or maybe saved it for watching it with their girlfriend, mm-hmm. I think that would be absolutely fine. I, th- I believe everything has a threshold and I think, I don't think anything should be illegal. We've talked about this of on course, our show yeah, before. No. I think Definitely that not. everybody, anything that doesn't harm another person you should have complete free will to do whatever the fuck you want and please. And I don't see anything wrong but with that. But you got to be smart. But I think yeah. that with with that information, I also think that you should you should educate yourself and learn and become aware on your own personal thresholds. I think that anything and everything can be abused. Yeah. And I think in moderation, anything and everything could be pretty mm-hmm. fucking cool. 
you mm-hmm. know, on, on, on all levels, talking even the most extreme things when you start dabbling in the world of drugs and stuff like that, that's such a taboo subject to talk about that, no. you know, in, in moderation or done in the right place for the right reasons, you, all these things I can see having a place, but what's wrong is that, you know, everybody has, ends up abusing stuff mm-hmm. and becomes addicted to things. And, they, and so I feel like whether we're talking about technology, we're talking about sex, pornography, drugs, like, you know, they, they all have their place. They all, and we all have this, our own personal threshold that once we push, just learn how to balance things yeah, and become aware, you know, just be aware of your own patterns and ask yourself like, okay, if I'm watching more porn that I'm having sex with my own girl, that's probably a little out of balance. Yeah. Think about that. I, I wouldn't now, can I watch porn? Why not? I should be able to watch porn. Can I watch porn with her? Absolutely. I should be able to, but if I'm if it's detracting from our relationship because I'm watching so much of it, that's probably unhealthy. And I'm yeah. a fool if I'm not aware enough to see that in myself. Like I should have enough. Yeah, real people. Yeah, it's better than right. Yeah. It's, it, I should have enough awareness to know that okay, it's starting to impede my own relationship because I find it more interesting to watch somebody on a TV or my YouTube channel. Where the fuck you're watching your porn? In, <laughs> There's than no it porn is to on go, YouTube, Adam. <laughs> so you see how much I watch of it, right? Yeah. So. I, I, if I'm doing spending more time with that than I am with the real thing, then to me, like you should have a little self awareness and probably yeah. check your ass a little I bit. On most that. people just don't have any self awareness, and it ties back into that they just are like, "Well, this guy's doing it, so it's fine." You know, it <laughs> goes back to the comparison thing, which is like, I mean, what we started with yeah, here. Exactly, so right? it's just all comparing. People give themselves excuses and whatever. <laughs> when you said, I do want to ask you, do you see more overeating or undereating as an issue? Um, okay, so generally, yeah. general public, overeating. Mm-hmm. In the world of fitness, when people really get committed to fitness, mm-hmm. then you start to see a lot of undereating. So as a, as a whole, it's a minority mm-hmm. because the average American doesn't really pay attention to any of that stuff and they just overeat. Mm-hmm. Um, more, more common than that isn't necessarily overeating, it's just eating the wrong foods. Food quality makes is actually more important than food quantity. Mm-hmm. So people don't realize this, but when you eat poor quality food, your body's signals are all over the place and like hyper palatable food, for example, will send you signals of more hunger. So you end up overeating, not realizing that you're overeating. So mm-hmm. here's a good example. Um, uh, professional food eaters or people who compete in these contests where they eat, you know, try and stuff their, their, their faces to eat more food. They know that if they change the... Have a milkshake. Uh, say, yeah. yeah, exactly. If they isn't change that, the... Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. When if, you think about that... When like, you guys are talking about that, I was like, oh my God, that makes so much It's sense. very right. true. Like, yeah. if I was going to go eat, like... Think of how many people naturally do that in their, like, eating out meal, and they don't even realize... It's like Thanksgiving. Right? Yeah, like, I'm stuffed, but, I mean, oh, dessert's I here. <laughs> I can eat more, right? Because yeah. it's dessert. Like, so it's just tricking the body. So these highly processed, hyper-palatable foods throw these signals off, and then it becomes very difficult to not to to not overeat so if you eat good quality whole foods the overeating part becomes much less of an issue much easier to control it's almost it's almost impossible it can be done but i always challenge people like i would give like i'd give clients on the state of their digestive system right right well that's a poor signal right absorption issues yeah right right yeah no they always exceptions rule but for the most part i used to be able to challenge clients to this the ones that would come back to me like oh adam i'm just so hungry all the time and I'm having such a hard time I'm like listen eat but eat these foods you know mm-hmm. choose from here don't go get a bag of popcorn or go run through Jack in the Box because you, you're craving or get a big old tub of ice cream like make the right choice and you'd be surprised it's tough to overeat but what happens most people is- don't overeat like a bowl of broccoli or like you know chicken breast or, a, or steak or those types of things it's a combination of foods and it becomes that hyper palatable signal that we send ourselves mm-hmm. so yeah you focus on quality and it becomes much 
much less of an issue. Who was uh, who was the the doctor, the leading researcher in sugar as addiction that we? Uh, oh, Nicole Avina. Nicole Avina. She, that's a good episode of ours if you have Sugar is an interesting one now. Sugar in nature is found very, very rarely in high concentrations. I mean, you'd have to get honey, which would require you to go through a bunch of bees. So it's not super common that humans had this uh, accessible, uh, you know, accessible, highly concentrated oh, form of sugar. Even fruit. It's not as concentrated. It, in, it's concentrated, but in nature... Wild fruit, like you don't walk and find well, an orchard. No, it's way different. It's very different. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm I, give, I give people the analogy of like one soda. You know how much you know, like cane sugar you'd have to eat to get uh, huh. a, in one soda? Six feet of cane sugar. You know how hard it would be to eat oh six feet God. of cane well, sugar? Well, it's impossible. Right. It'd be impossible. You'd, you'd, you'd definitely burn all the calories yeah. off. But yeah. sugar, your jaw. But sugar <laughs> does send a dopamine boost every yeah. time you eat it, even after the novelty's worn off. So sugar tends to be uh, more of an addictive factor than other macronutrients, mm-hmm. even fat. Damn. I wish I could... It's been so long and I secretly just want to like keep here forever. <laughs> but we need to wrap up. This has been like so amazing. You guys have so much knowledge. It just makes me so happy. We're just old. Yeah. We have a lot of information. We, we already made all the mistakes for y'all. That's what the, we, uh, that's what we <laughs> tell Good. People. Well, that's why I want you to like explain it to us now before we yeah. fuck ourselves up. So one of the things in, uh, you know, talking to you, it's, it's definitely re-motivated me to work on a project that we're current. We have so much going on at Mind Pump. But, uh, you know, I do want uh, it to be very easy in the future of Mind Pump when we are on an app and we have it really, really user-friendly. You'll be you able to... spill the beans. Well, you'll, you will be able to Google topics like we're, yeah. we talked about and literally straight to our, the... Our 30 straight, days of coaching. Yeah, 30-day coaching is probably... If you have... You want, you know... This is a great... Me. That's a great resource. It's a free tool and we, if we you're, offer... Yeah, if you're listening right now, we have something called 30 days of coaching. It's free... Uh, you go to mindpumpmedia.com and just register for it. And what we've done is we've covered 30 of the most, what we consider the most important topics with fitness and, and wellness. A lot and of we, what we talked about today. And we email them to you. And then what we also, we email you information on each of them filtered through us. And then we also have our episodes where we talk about those topics time stamped. So like, let's say the topic is protein. You'll get like two episodes and you'll get the minutes time stamped. So you can listen to when we talk about protein and learn about protein intake and all that stuff. And we cover all kinds of topics like meditation yeah. and wellness and all that stuff. And for the super nerds that want to know where our information is coming from, we link the studies to it too. So it has all a place for you to comment and ask questions on there. So uh, we we typically, if someone's coming on board or just trying to start, I don't know why we didn't address this in the podcast. We should have talked more about that. This is where we, we normally start. Somebody's like, okay, we know we have a lot because we have a ton of information now. We got like 500 over yeah, 500 episodes. Yeah, literally, I get stressed out because I'm like, sometimes when I want to know what you guys think about something, I'll spend like an hour trying to find stuff and uh-huh. trying to go in the episode to get to the question. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, good, that's good to know for me. Do you fast forward through the bullshitting in the beginning? Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. 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 So we have people well, that do that. Well, if I'm listening to an episode, like just listen to the episode, or but there's a lot of times I just like, Want the and answer to that? Researching something, and I'm like, I want to know what you think. So then I go through all your things and try and find which episode it would be, and then I try and figure See, out. That's why we need I try to we figure out to, where yeah. it is in the episode, and like, it takes me a long time. I think that's more common than we think, and we yeah. we know that that's something that we we plan to work on and enhance. The, I mean, mm-hmm. last month the big focus was working in the business and enhancing the process for already our listeners, and uh, we didn't really think about that until I mean. You know, it wasn't a big deal when we had 100 and something episodes because most people, after they start listening, 
they're like, oh my God, I binge listened and I went back and I listened to all of yeah. them. You know, but now that we have 500 It's and like overwhelming. Yeah. 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 We, yeah we, we, do, we do a podcast. Six months to a year to try yeah. and catch up between that and the YouTube, so. But the titles will tell you a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. For now, you can look at the titles and you can see the topics that we cover. So yeah. you can kind of and, a lot, and a lot of the big topics, I don't know if a podcast listeners know this, but you could literally just put sugar and I'm sure Mind Pump will pop up mm-hmm. because we've done enough episodes. You just like Mind Pump Sugar or yeah, Mind do, Pump whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think you yeah. just do sugar and our, mm-hmm. you know, where most of our episodes are pretty popular mm-hmm. when it comes to topics like that. So, yeah, hopefully that'll help out. I tell people to go to the, the coaching and uh, it gets sent to you all. You get the entire 30 days all at once. So you can choose to listen and read and go through all of it in one day or you can drip it to yourself over mm-hmm. a course of 30 days. But we think it's a really good uh place for people to go through and i would love for your audience because it is a different demographic that's coming over to us uh that go through it i'd love to hear your feedback from your listeners and hear how we can yes. enhance that process yeah. and make it even better because yeah. really for us it's about providing a service that is absolutely free and there's nothing yeah there's no i didn't even know you guys had that yeah, i want to do it yeah. i'll tell you yeah. what yeah. i think i mean Excellent. you're a listener so you'll 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 appreciate how it's uh, organized because it'll You'll see um, it comes with a glossary, too, with all the links. So if they're all the topics, you can just hit the link, and it'll go right straight to that specific mm-hmm. topic that we talk about. So Awesome. Okay, yeah, people need to do that. <laughs> okay, cool. And then just tell them everywhere they can find you, obviously. So the podcast is Mind Pump uh, on iTunes. We have a YouTube channel called Mind Pump TV. There's a new video every single day. We cover exercises. We talk about nutrition different topics than we talk about on the podcast we're trying to stay young and hip we're doing the vlogs yeah we got some vlogs going yeah, on yeah. Yeah. we're learning how to vlog right yeah, now what does Hired. that mean again i don't remember uh and then uh instagram that's the social media platform that we're most active on the podcast has a page it's mind pump media and then the hosts uh, me adam and justin who's not here we all have our own instagram pages so i'm mind pump sal adam is mind pump adam and justin is mind pump justin so creative and remind people again which program you'd recommend like to start with maps anabolic is probably to start with or if you're the body weight person maps anywhere maps anywhere would be the one without any equipment and then Mm -hmm. if you ask me what i think for if the ideal would be for somebody would be to go through the whole years of training because just because that's the super bundle that has all the maps programs yeah if you can afford to go through a full year of uh our coaching training we'd say go through it takes you step by step through every month, you know, programming changes, phasing, yeah. different types of workouts. Yeah. That but would be the idea. You would need gym access for that, right? You yeah. would need you to would go need through gym the whole one, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, cool. Amazing. Thank you guys so much. It was so nice talking sure, to you. Sure. Thanks for having us. Yeah. All right. Okay, that was so much fun to record. I had such a great time talking to them. I could literally talk to them for hours, and I'm so grateful that they were willing to come on the show. Maybe if I'm lucky, someday they'll come back. If you guys aren't already listening to Mind Pump, make sure you go to iTunes. Make sure you subscribe, show them some love, listen to all their episodes. They are just a wealth of information. They interview really interesting people. All of their episodes have a lot of value. I, th- I hope that you think that this episode provided you with a lot of value because I think it did. So yeah, make sure you also head to their website, mindpumpmedia.com. You can check out their programs there. You can also check out the 30 days of coaching that they were talking to you about. I signed up for that and I really like the information that it gives. It's great. So you can also follow them on Instagram, like they said. All the information will be in the show notes as usual. So thank you so much. If you listened to this episode, I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes and Stitcher. Please subscribe. Please tell people about the show. It helps out a lot. And you should also join our Facebook group. 
It's called Actually Adultish Podcast Nation. It's the best. So thanks again for listening. It means a lot to me. I hope you guys have an amazing day. And I'll talk to you again next week. Bye.